0: gossip nista here your one and only source into the real lives of new yorkers and what it's like to live in new york city so is it all glitz and glamour where do you start what should you know and who am i i'll tell you everything you need to know and you'll thank me for it xoxo gossip nista Hey, everyone. On today's show, we're talking entrepreneurship and podcasting at the same time because our guest today is Brianna and Matthew Peters. Yes, they're married and are the founders of Gotham Podcast Studios in Midtown Manhattan. I'm so excited to have them on my podcast today to talk these big subjects with them. Matt and Brianna, welcome. How are you? Hey, we're good. How are you?
1: Hi, I've never been introduced before. It's pretty cool.
0: <laughs> oh, hey, <laughs> welcome, Matthew Peters. I'm so happy to have you on that note matt have you you have done interviews before podcast interviews?
1: Yes, I have my own
0: podcast. Oh, okay, great. We're gonna dive into this then at some point. Um, but first, before we, we dive into podcasting and Gotham Podcast Studios, I I want to start with your New York story. Are you both originally from New York? Oh my gosh, no.
2: I think I think my Ohio accent might prove that I'm not. From New York. <laughs> you don't have an accent.
1: <laughs> no. Wait till she says somewhere. <laughs>
2: Uh no. Um actually so I met Matt in Rochester, New York. Um that's where mm-hmm. he's from. And then I'm I am from Ohio and I moved up to Rochester when I was like 21 or so, but we both um met in Rochester, mm-hmm. dated, got engaged, and then during our engagement we were we moved over to New York City um in 2016. So we're okay. Really new to New
0: York. Yeah, that's fairly new according to New York standards. Yeah. And yeah. So, um, what has the experience been like in New York thus far? Oh man, it's been a learning curve. It's been an experience. <laughs> okay, share, please
2: do. I, I think we sound a little downtrodden just because life has been just incredibly challenging lately in part Mm. of that is New York um, Mm -hmm. to be honest. But when we first moved here, it was honestly like sunshine and rainbows. We were Mm. all excited. We went out, we did something new every day. We didn't really have a ton of money, but we still made, Mm -hmm. you know, a pretty good amount. So yeah. Um, It was more just about walking around and experiencing New York. I mean, we literally played the game. I remember one weekend where we flipped a coin and Mm -hmm. if it was heads, we went one direction if it was tails. And then every time- That's awesome. A new corner. I love that. (laughs) One time we went from, I don't know, Hell's Kitchen all the way down like Ninth Ave until we got all the way down to like Bryant Park. um, Yeah. Or not Bryant Park. um, We walked to Dumbo. What's the one downtown? Uh, The Battery Park. Battery Park. There you go. We won. Yeah, we did. We did so many fun things. And yeah. Life was a lot different when we moved because um, we were working for other people. Mm. And then <laughs> as life progressed and we got um, our business, things definitely started changing. And it was more about hustling. No really free time to work on anything um, or do anything fun, I would imagine. But
1: the know? business mm-hmm. is fun.
0: But the business is fun, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Kind of fun. Thanks for throwing that in there, Matt. Um, so you came into New York, rose-colored glasses on, then they came off. You're saying particularly because then you guys decided to dive into creating a business and then that changed everything. So um, let's dive into that then. How did you create Gotham Podcast Studio and why? What what led you to this journey of entrepreneurship?
1: I always like to say the hardest thing I've ever done in my life was born out of laziness oh. uh, <laughs> because I had been recording my podcast in my uh, co-host gym in Midtown Okay. With, with uh, forty foot ceilings and men grunting in the background, and 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 uh, it's an MMA podcast, by the way. Those, um, those, okay. So we, uh, I was doing that, and it sounded really bad, and I had to carry probably a hundred pounds worth of equipment uh, from mm. Brooklyn to Midtown every week, and I just, I can't do this anymore. I, uh,
0: <laughs> I'm Matt. When did you start that podcast?
1: Uh, I started it in two thousand. Was it? 2014 2014? no that well, was the first one yeah your first i've podcast. had two podcasts <laughs> um the one that i'm currently doing i started in 2017
0: okay right please share both came. what are the names of both
1: the first one is no longer in production and um <laughs> it ended in 2015 mm-hmm. it was called m m question everything with me and my friend mark where we would just copy joe rogan uh, <laughs> to be as it's political. a popular
0: podcast yeah. so.
1: that's a lot of the reasons for, for a lot of people to come in here um and then the second the current one is called the martial culture podcast and uh my co-host renee uh owns a gym in midtown and he radical mma uh retired uh, mma fighter and okay. uh, we talk about ufc mma one fc stuff like that
0: so you were a podcaster, and that developed a love. I'm assuming for the podcast realm, and then creating a business off of that.
1: Yeah, I I learned a lot of stuff in the first couple of years. Just basically, how does this stuff work? How mm-hmm. do you make sound come out of a microphone? And it was pretty
0: much everything that I'm doing right now. Yeah,
1: but. and you. I mean, you could probably tell us it's not as easy as most people think. I mean, no, if you're by yourself and you're just doing like a Mark Maron yelling into a microphone kind of thing mm-hmm. that's a little easier because it's just mm-hmm. like a usb microphone in open a recording program and start talking uh, right. and more things in the back end but if you're doing guests if you're doing uh, skype interviews zencast mm-hmm. interviews mm-hmm. bringing people remotely bringing people to your house yeah it definitely adds a more layer of complexity the more you do there's so
0: much work so yeah. much work my first podcast yeah.
1: interview based and so we were bringing people on all the time that were like Obviously, we lived in upstate New York, and nobody, Mm -hmm. nobody was there, so we didn't. We did have like a six-person band in our apartment once. (laughs) We had to call our upstairs neighbor, but pretty much everybody was virtual. Um, So I learned pretty quickly how to roll with the punches there. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was a lot of fun learning all that stuff, but it definitely made me appreciate places like, like Gotham. That uh, if I record my podcast here currently, and even though I can do all those things, I I do like the ability of walking in. Somebody else did taking care of it for me and I walk out and publish my show later.
0: Me too. When I'm, When I'm at Gotham Podcast Studio, that's exactly how I feel. And I'm so thankful for you guys. So, okay. So was Brianna along this journey as you were doing the podcasting? And was she like, what are you doing? Or was she interested in it as well?
1: Well, if you go back in the archives oh, on boy. M&M Question mm-hmm. Everything, which I think is still available on iTunes, mm-hmm. uh, she is a guest on a couple episodes of my yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, so I didn't start the podcast until after I met her. I had a really boring job, data entry. Mm. And then I was trying to find some way to fill my time. And I found podcasts in 2013. And um, I was like, I can do that. That sounds like fun. So she was along for the ride the entire time uh, before awesome. the even began.
0: Okay. And so... You set this podcast, you've learned so much. You you have all this knowledge that others don't have. You and Brianna at this point, you're you just moved to the city or are about to move to the city?
2: Yeah, we had moved to the city and then that's when he started his um second podcast. Um, mm-hmm. and that's when he was going to the the MMA gym and everything. Mm. Uh, but that situation wasn't working out for him.
0: (laughs) Right. Okay. I'm sure the Uh, audio, right. The the craziness. Yeah. And it was
2: storefront too. So you get people just stopping and watching good morning Morning, Morning America. Mm.
0: It
1: was really uh, uh, (laughs) such a, such a long process. Like uh, it was an hour long show, but it took me 40 minutes to get there an hour to set up an hour to break down 40 minutes to get home. It was my whole day.
0: So then from there, um, you're doing this show and then one day you come home and say, let's start a studio. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: no. I had a, we had a, working with a partner, um, from Detroit that was helping us with like the, um, the end stuff we, that we currently do now. Cause, um, I didn't, I didn't have a hosting platform or a distribution. Mm. So I was on an, another network with my other show mm-hmm. previously and, okay. um, he had a bunch of shows going and I just said, is there a spot that I could just like, like a WeWork? I was looking for a WeWork that was more like set up for, oh, work, yes. um, mm-hmm. and I couldn't find anything similar to that. So I was just like, well, maybe we can get like five people to just, let's all pull, pull our money. We'll rent the mm-hmm. office in New York city and then I'll have it on Monday and Friday and you have it on Tuesday and Thursday setting okay. up a, a timeshare of a, of a podcast right. studio." So that's the initial, that's how we set up the business. I just said to Brianna, I said, I think that even if we don't make any money off of this, if it allows me to record my podcast in a better environment and it's less work for me, then my hobby can continue um, without being a pain in the butt. So we we weren't trying to make money off it. We were just trying to Mm -hmm. find a way for me to continue my hobby without being upset. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, I love that. And then so did you have other people to fill in those empty gaps that already that you knew? Or did you actually have to find those people?
1: We, we didn't know anybody.
0: We didn't know it. <laughs> oh, wow. We, uh,
1: okay. I, we had really no connections in New York. And uh, so, no, it was, um, we put Craigslist ads out there and things like okay. that. Um, we just took the leap. Uh, we found a pretty affordable room in uh, not too far from Canal Street downtown. And um, just bought all the equipment. I had already the, all the equipment, basically already microphones and mixers and computers and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. You know, dropped a couple thousand on just like furniture, furniture and. Mm-hmm. Like and then we um, we set up the space, put up another Craigslist ad, and just like put a website up and said, <laughs> "Want to record your podcast? Let's do it."
0: <laughs> That's awesome. You're making it seem like you know, like it was just that easy. I'm sure there was a lot of trials and tribulations oh, yeah. along the way we were
1: covered in um, paint like yeah. for for weeks <laughs> trying to get this because the the room we rented uh they were like well we can clean it and paint it for you but we can't do it until thursday
0: <laughs> we're like well we mm. open
1: on monday so <laughs> we'll just do it ourselves <laughs> so we were yeah kind of bootstrapping it
0: Okay. So then this happened um, sometime in, in 2016,
2: 17? Yeah, it was November of 2017 is when we officially opened. But Matt and I had been talking, working on mm-hmm. the website, coming up with a name, stuff like that since about end of September, beginning of October, 2017. Okay. Actually, opened that door on November. Um, I think it was like a fourth or something like that. But yeah. Oh my
0: gosh, you're coming up on your two year anniversary.
2: So um, I have a big plan for that. Maybe we can talk about that later.
0: <laughs> yes, please. Um, but before we go there, yeah. why Gotham Podcast Studio? And 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 how did creating the business start? Um, what kind of things did you have to go through in the city to create a business to just get marketing going and all that good stuff?
2: For sure. There is so much research involved. I remember when Matt initially told me about it, I was like, are you sure you could get a room for 500 in New York? That doesn't seem like a possibility. So he really had to like search for places
0: and kind of not. I mean, I'm sorry. Did you find a room for 500 store? Because I would like to know. (laughs) We did not. We we
1: did find some, but you don't Uh, record your podcast. Oh
0: my gosh. Okay. Our first uh,
1: first studio, I think the rent was, uh, it was a thousand. So it was. Okay reasonable for a room that was 150 square feet
2: yeah he pretty much just told it to me like yep if we can at least not lose money on this i would like to continue doing the podcast and i said great so Mm -hmm. it just took a lot of research we didn't understand anything about what we were getting into um and i think that's probably the best way to go into it for us the story played out the way it did because we didn't come into it thinking, all right, so tomorrow we're going to be successful. We're going to get this. We're going to get mm-hmm. that. It was just more about making sure Matt could continue to do his hobby
0: because mm-hmm. it made him happy. That's a good wife.
1: He <laughs> <laughs> built a whole business to make me happy. My
0: God. Hey, no one's complaining now, right? I hope. <laughs> no,
2: But it's funny, actually, I just posted this not too long ago on my, uh, my Instagram, but on September 16th, I remember mm-hmm. we were in Brooklyn, we were about to go to Ikea, and we were looking for, you know, desks and chairs, and uh, we were like, we should come up with a name. So while we're sitting there waiting for the shuttle, we started typing up all these different options, uh-huh. uh, and the very last one is Gotham Podcast Studio, and I remember Matt, I'll literally never forget it, I looked over here, he goes, uh-huh. that's it,
0: that's the one. <laughs> oh my gosh, really? I mean, I would have thought that too as soon as I heard that, but where... Where'd you hear the name, Brianna? Where'd you find it? I mean, it's such an iconic name to the city. I absolutely love your guys' name.
2: Oh, thank you so much. To be honest, it's it's interesting because uh, look a little bit of a background on I me. Mean, like I didn't even graduate from business school. I started um like a general degree, and then after mm-hmm. two years, I started taking some intro business classes. Like okay. I tapped out once the business started taking um up a lot of our time. But Even the little bit I did learn and maybe some good intuition helped led to this name, I think, because I was remember thinking, I don't want it to be specific only to New York. I don't want it to say Mm. New York Podcast Studio because- what mm-hmm. if it really does do more? We want to move. Like we're wanderers, we move a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. but I was like, what if we I love that and start this up somewhere else? Yeah. So I think to us it was always important just to have it be something that could be like a general. Um, it could be for anywhere. So a lot of like some other options I had was City Talk Studio and City mm. Sound Studio, um, and Peter's podcast studio. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> um mm-hmm. But then I remember thinking, well, Gotham is like the representation of New York City in the in the comic book world. Um, so people kind mm-hmm. of know what it was without having to say New York city. So, mm-hmm. uh, and then I was typing up like the shorthand of everything and Gotham podcast studio came up to GPS and I was like, Oh, the marketing wow. rights itself. Could, we've
1: never used, we've
2: think. never wow. used that. Cause <laughs> now it kind of sounds a little cheesy, but you could, you could really say like, find your way to GPS or
0: something like that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. But that's where the name kind of came from. Okay. So then, You have all these elements set up. How hard was it to actually, you know, get the business going to where it's at today in Midtown?
2: It's interesting because it's hard personally, maybe emotionally sometimes, but Mm -hmm. to be perfectly honest, it hasn't been that hard to get clients. Like that hasn't been the hard part in all of Mm -hmm. them. Um, Mm -hmm. Having finances to do the things you want to do and decorate it the way you want it to be decorated and get the, Tech that you want—that's the hard part. Um, okay. I remember being surprised because once we opened up the website and people could start like contacting us, people were naturally just going into Google and typing "podcast studio" or "podcast mm-hmm. studio NYC." And so, mm-hmm. slowly but surely, since we were one of the few that were doing it, we started popping yes. up more and more um, to the top of everybody's list. Um, But to be honest, we were only open for a couple weeks until we got kicked out of that very first studio space. Whoa, why? <laughs> what happened? We kind of rented from a mom and pop situation and. Mm-hmm. It- Quite understand what podcast meant. They thought Matt and mm-hmm. I were doing a podcast, mm-hmm. and we're like, oh no, we're going to be bringing people in and out of here. And they're like, yeah, we don't, we don't want a part of that. So
0: Get got you. Yeah, okay. we didn't
2: shut down. Okay. But we had five clients by that time say yes, sign up for um, contracts and ready to go starting December first. So mm-hmm. I had to send out that email to be like. Oh, I'm so sorry. We're actually shutting down. <laughs> please, mm-hmm. please, please wait around till January. I know we're gonna make this work somehow, but we'll be back. Um,
0: okay.
2: And every single one of those people came back, uh, and we did open in January thanks to the fact that we had a third partner, um, Mike, come into our live. Okay. Really see the um the potential potential with us. You know, he had worked with Matt at their. Um, other jobs and Matt was always talking about the podcast studio. So when Matt.
0: So Matt, I'm sorry to interrupt. Was he the person that originally worked with Matt? (laughs) Is there two Matt's? Wait, I'm confused. Oh, his name is Mike. (laughs) Oh, I thought I heard Matt. I was like, wait, (laughs) wait, okay. So was Mike the person you originally worked with Matt in the beginning, creating your podcast and then he came into the picture later on? No,
1: we worked um, a sales job.
0: Yeah. Okay, so then Mike is a whole new player coming yeah, in. To, to, player. To, perfect. Um, Just I, had to clarify that.
2: Oh, for sure. There's too many M names. Mark, Matt, Mike, Matthew, okay.
0: <laughs> myself, Mariana. <laughs>
2: but, okay. Um, but yeah, so you know, he told Mike what had happened. Mike said, "You know, I think I really want to be a part of this. I see your guys' potential. I know it can go places, but let's turn mm-hmm. it into like a business business. Let's really mm-hmm. start trying to." Elevate, let's get another space that's you know, even elevated from what you had before. And let's really mm-hmm. start like playing up the business aspect of this. So um, that's what it took. And he came on as our third equal partner. And um, that was January of 2018, is when we found the new space. Um, okay. Not the space we're in currently.
0: <laughs> oh, really? Wait, there's another one.
2: There is okay. Another one. We actually started in a shared office space, kind of like a we work. It wasn't a we work, mm. but it was one small room, and it was all we needed. And we really like right. grew in that space. And then, eventually, where was that located? Oh, that was um hundred Church Street. So that was like two doors away from One World Trade. So it was in so America. downtown. It was beautiful. Um, it was really nice. You know, marble lobby, all this stuff because you're wow. downtown. Um, but that shared office space made it very viable and affordable for us to not only come back, but to um, grow. We didn't pay Mm -hmm. for electric. We didn't pay for trash. We didn't pay for sprinklers. Like those things were all encompassing of the rent and the rent was very affordable. So to us, we were able to grow significantly within the first, even just like three months of being um, in our new, new newish studio space.
0: Wow. Okay. And is that through, again, your, a website you had already set up at this point and people organically finding you or were you guys still putting out Craigslist ads out there, word of mouth? How'd you get all these people in the dark? Oh, for sure. It was it was 100% word of mouth. And um,
2: we stopped Craigslist after those first five um, clients. Mm-hmm. And so from that point on, we kind of got into the perfect business, if you ask me, because yeah, uh, people... It's booming. It's booming. And the mm-hmm. fact that people will bring guests on. So we're constantly mm-hmm. being seen by new people, even back uh-huh. then with five clients. Every week they were recording and they were bringing more people into the studio. And... The more people that would see it, the more people that have a great experience, it just sort of Mm -hmm. naturally started developing to those people started having podcasts. And they would then tell their friends about the fact that there even was a podcast studio Um, that, of course, coupled with the fact that people were still going into Google and searching podcast studio and Mm -hmm. naturally finding us.
0: Mm-hmm. that's how I found you guys. Yeah. Still today. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so it's working. Um, And that's how we really started to
0: grow back then. This is so amazing. And it, it gave me goosebumps when you said it, it's such a perfect business because naturally people are interviewing people and then there's more people and more people and it's just nonstop. So that's amazing. Congratulations to you guys on all you've created so far. So you know, just kind of diving a little into these services and, and and the benefits and the things that Gotham Podcast Studio is doing. Can you give us a little overview of that?
1: Yeah. So when we started the studio, we knew that we wanted to um, – we were already different because when we looked at the marketplace, there wasn't any mm-hmm. place dedicated to just doing podcasts that, that we could find mm-hmm. unless they were under a rock somewhere. Um, mm-hmm. But we also wanted to be a little different by providing more of a, a full service. Feature So there's okay um, even currently, um, I think that there's not many other people that have, have duplicated our real membership service packages that we have. So I wanted to make it as easy as possible for somebody to do a podcast. And one of the major things involved in a podcast is what do you do after you're done recording? Um, where's mm-hmm. it, where it go to? A lot of people still don't understand that. We had one tour at the beginning, and they said, Well, I'll just email my mp3 to iTunes. I'm like, Okay, yeah, good luck. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of things that go in the back end, there's a lot of things that people just don't understand that they have a voice, but they're not tech savvy. Um, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of third parties out there that can help with that, you know, the lips and blueberry, a lot of different companies. Um, mm-hmm. but We wanted to make it as easy as possible. So when we uh, were developing the services, one of the major services that we wanted to offer people was uh, the hosting, distribution, and publishing Mm -hmm. through our network. Um, Mm -hmm. So with the Gotham Network comes everything. So there's a lot of people uh, that are on our membership plans that they don't do anything except for talking to a microphone. They email us. They say, publish my new episode on Tuesday, and we do it.
0: Um, wow! So literally, I mean, they just go in, talk, and next thing you know, their episode is on iTunes.
1: Yep, perfectly. Published to um, love that. iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google, and then a handful of other smaller ones. Um, so it's really. Mindless. At a certain point, mm-hmm. uh, we do ask that they write their own title and description because I am not a writer, so I can't come up with, right. your, own, with your information that you would want to have in the description. But that's really it. Um, and then we we do allow the people that are more hands on to um, have their own access. We build their own little uh, producer site for their podcast, mm-hmm. so they can publish their own episodes themselves. They can change the title and description. So that was very important for us to just allow people to have full full service. Uh, mm-hmm. And that is uh, a feature that is, has been included with, uh, when we first started, we called them recording packages, and now we call it a membership. So everybody that is a member at Gotham Podcast Studio has access to be on the Gotham Podcast Network at no additional cost. Um, I love that. It's literally like it. a
0: one-stop shop. Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: so a lot of people take advantage of Android. I think we're at like 82 shows on our network right now. Um, mm. And by the time this publishes, <laughs> it'll probably be at 83. Um, <laughs> yes. So. <laughs> That's one of the major services that we offer. We also do offer a bunch of other things on the side, uh, extra editing, um, social media, things like that. Just a lot of service. um, Just a lot of extra add-ons you can put on the website. Uh, But the major Mm -hmm. two services, obviously, is the recording and the the distribution to the network.
0: Now, in in the beginning, were were you the one doing all this, Matt? Or did you guys quickly bring on other people that could do this? And we'll just start there in, before in I-, it.
1: I did it <laughs> <laughs> what
0: you say you're still doing he it still I, like
1: it. i want to do right now <laughs> um no it's it, there's a lot of people that help us out here uh mike definitely helps out a lot with um with the speaking about like the distribution and the hosting and the publishing uh it is still kind mm-hmm. of a manual process for us that, that you know mm-hmm. while the client may see it as more of an automated process like I recorded, put my episode up. It's still, someone here has to physically press the buttons. Um, so right. It does require a little bit of effort on our end for 82 shows um, to be wow. published. I have, you know, a couple de- a couple of a Um uh, But yeah, it's me. Yeah. It's Brianna helps out. Um, we have a, you know, I, what do we have 10 employees now.
2: Well, yeah, but I wow. think she was asking about at the very start at the was, very start. Yeah. It was, it was, just, it was him just me doing everything. He actually was the one who did the recordings. He was the one who did the editing and he was the one that did the publication. Um, wow. literally it was all Matt. Um, he did train Mike to do the engineering and the editing. Um, uh, and mm-hmm. he actually eventually taught me how to do it. Uh, wow. And so it really was Matt, all mad Matt at first. And then once we got to the point where we grew, we needed help. That's when he started training the other partners. But yeah, we didn't get our first employees until April of 2018. So for the wow. four months, it was almost all him. And then, you know, mm-hmm. Mike, a little bit. Yeah. I would do
1: say? Mm-hmm. and Mike would do Sundays. Yeah.
2: 12 hours. <laughs>
0: 12 hours.
1: <laughs> um, that, so, but
0: now you're, you're fully trained in it too, Brianna. Now? Susan. Yes.
1: <laughs> I do remember coming down to the studio on my lunch break to record a show. Yeah. Um, and then going back to work.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. I love that. So throughout this whole process, what has been some of the biggest trials and tribulations you guys have, have gone through?
2: I I don't want to speak for Matt, but I know for me, um, one of the first big ones that came up for us was, when do we quit our full-time jobs? When do we make this
0: the thing? Uh, Wait, okay. So you guys had jobs as you were starting this. This is something people need to know because it technically began as a side hustle. And then... Okay. So please. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. We
2: were doing this in our free time. So, you know, like I said, I started out when I was in school and I was working, Matt was working full time. So we were just trying to do everything we could with whatever time we had. Um, Mm -hmm. then when the business really started taking off, I did not come back for spring semester. So that's when I was Mm -hmm. just working and also doing the business. Um, and yeah, it was, it was very, Challenging. I remember, like Matt said, um, you know, during lunch breaks and stuff, I would run outside and have a phone call with someone, and I'd be like, "I'm going to get a coffee," and then I'd have to find a coffee somewhere because I was actually having a phone call with someone. I
1: remember (laughs) an interesting story that this reminded me. There was a day that some we were both still working our full time job, and she worked Mm -hmm. downtown, and I worked in midtown, Um, Mm -hmm. and we got an email from the front desk at the office that we rented the the room from. And they said, Dave's here uh, for his session. (laughs) And we're like, who's Dave? Um, Neither of (laughs) us are at the studio. The doors are locked. Everything's hooked up. You know, everything's down. I, call Brian. I'm like who's David she's like I don't know so she literally ran from her job did the show oh and then God. went back to work
0: yeah wait what so who was David did he have an appointment that's good. I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know we would always and we
2: still do actually we've tried to really deter from this but we have people just drop in for mm. tours mm. so I've done that before like my job was about a six minute really fast walk away from the studio downtown. Okay. So if I hustled, I could take my lunch break and I could go over, I could knock out like three tours, a couple calls, uh-huh. and then I could hustle back and just eat while I work for the rest of the day. And that's what it took to really grow the business because people wanted to talk on the phone. They wanted to meet you in person. They wanted to see the studio, but here Matt and I are at our day jobs and it's really hard to get over there. So it was just, it was, Wow. yeah, it was very much the definition of hustle. you're just hustling back and forth, and I remember feeling a lot of guilt to my the job I was working, mm-hmm. even though you know I wasn't like high on the food chain. I wasn't a partner, I wasn't a manager, but um, I don't like using people's time or feeling like I'm taking someone's time, and I just thought i'm gonna go get a coffee and then really, I was like running outside to have a phone call for my my business but yeah that that to me was the hardest part was like when when can I really stop doing this cuz this is hard this is a lot um mm-hmm. on me mentally emotionally so so at what
0: point did you actually yeah. decide it was time
2: well even though um Matt technically was making more than me and his job like really had the benefits and everything like that Matt understood all the tech Matt understood all mm-hmm. the back end of the business so it made more sense mm-hmm. realistically for him to go first so mm-hmm. he did okay. quit his job in April of 2018 and started working the business. And that's around the time we hired our first two employees. So we really started to see a lot of growth during that month. And it just made sense for him to go first. I did not come on board until September of 2018. Um, Literally right after Labor Day was my first day um, starting at the business full time. And we have never looked back.
0: Oh my gosh, that's that so exciting. Kind of, you guys are giving me goosebumps. That That's so amazing. So you guys are both doing this 100% and it's just full-blown growing Gotham Podcast Studios inside. Absolutely,
2: yeah. I mean, I, I know another really hard part for this is um, pay. <laughs> we can't really afford to pay ourselves much because every single cent goes right back into the business um, to try of course, continue to grow it. Um, and I mean, really, like I... I can put a mural on the wall for $1,500, but that means that we're not getting any of that. Um, so it's just, we're really like, what can we do next for the business? What can we branch mm-hmm. into? So I know for mm-hmm. us personally, the past couple of years, we took that risk on. Um, because we mm-hmm. really didn't want to juggle anymore, but that has been one of the hard parts about it is that we literally pay ourselves enough to pay our bills, make right. sure we have groceries, but mm-hmm. That's it. We don't really do anything else, um, yeah. and everything goes right back into the business. So that's been
0: another that startup challenge yeah. part of
2: all of this was really a difference in lifestyle. Before we could go do whatever we wanted, whenever we wanted to do it. <laughs> I like to think of the employees as children. I have like about eleven children now, and
0: <laughs> and you love it though, right? Because these really are helpful children.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I have to keep them fed and get them paid.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So exciting. Okay. So in regards to your app where you're at today, you guys are now at a new Midtown location. That's where I was introduced to you guys. What, what's the future of, of Gotham podcast studio? What, what are you guys thinking? Oh my gosh. There's
2: so many exciting things coming up. Um, I know for us, you know, we started, um, with podcasts, because that, of course, was where Matt was um, coming from in this. But once Mike came on board and we really started having those conversations about business, we said, "What do we want it to be down the road?" And um, mm-hmm. we we ultimately said we want to be a production studio. We want to do video. Okay. We awesome. want to do podcasts. We want to do content creation for the time we're in now. Uh, typically, mm-hmm. you know, production houses and stuff. Um, they'll have a lot of work for, you know, major movies and stuff like that. And that's great. But if you think about mm-hmm. it, YouTube, um, IGTV, all that needs good quality content. It needs the tech, the equipment, it needs the people to run it. And especially mm-hmm. in New York City, where nobody has space to do this. In their it needs a second round <laughs> of
0: funding is what <laughs> it needs. It needs a yes. set of funding. yes. Yeah. Yeah, to
2: stand out from the crowd essentially at this point. Um and you know, yeah.
1: not to give, you know, secrets away, but <laughs> the the way that we built the podcast studio is the mm-hmm. approach that we're taking to the next step in that there is content creating studios in New York City for video production, mm-hmm. um music production, any other like high-end production, but it it's built for, you know, the Beatles to record it. It's built for Mm -hmm. it's built for nbc and abc it's not built for Mm -hmm. uh you know joe smith that wants to start a youtube channel where he cooks food Mm -hmm. and talks to his friends like Mm -hmm. there needs to be an entry level um content created
0: for the everyday people everyday people
1: those people could become other people they could become bigger and they great Mm -hmm. stars and um and we'll be there support them along the way but there needs to be an entry level because the the people are expecting higher quality um from their content and Mm -hmm. they need to find a place that can deliver that but not also break the bank because a lot of people start as a hobbyist and that hobby can translate into a career but you got to start somewhere um and to kind of push past the clutter um that is Mm -hmm. crowding the the space right now the first entry barrier that you have to get through is quality and if the quality of the sound uh, or the quality of the video is going to make you rise to the top quicker 100%.
0: Thank you for sharing that. So wait, we're moving into a production house is what we established. And there's so much more coming from Gotham Podcast Studios. And earlier, Brianna, you mentioned that there's something going on regarding your two-year anniversary. Do you mind sharing? For sure. So we
2: are going to be doing our first like huge giveaway. Um, we're going to give away a month's worth of recording for free. Um, for what? like our two year anniversary awesome. celebration. So we are so excited. Mm-hmm. Um, as a business, like this is probably a good way to segue into this. Like, um, we're always talking about the back end of business. Uh, you know, for us it's hard. We want to have organic natural reviews on like Google and Yelp and places like that. Of course, they do mm-hmm. matter. Um, but we don't ever want to pay someone for it. We don't want to make someone do it. It's more just like the ones that are up there because they really wanted to talk about us and tell people about us. Um, so right. we kind of came up with this really nice way to have those two things marry each other, which is um, we're going to be picking someone that's given a written review of us on Google or Yelp to have a month worth okay. of recording for free. Um, so I if people that. want to do that, they absolutely can. But I'm really excited to. Celebrate the two years with everybody. And then we'll just keep doing bigger, bigger giveaways as we grow.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. I'm so excited about that. And and that's amazing. Thank you for offering that to someone. Um, In regards to the business aspect of Gotham Podcast Studio, is is there maybe anything I haven't touched on or that you would like to to share that I I may have not asked?
2: Um, No, I mean, really, it's, it's a growing it's a growing thing. Um, We are learning as we go. We're not professionals and experts and act like we know everything. To be honest, nobody's really done what we're doing before. This is not retail. This is not a restaurant. This is not a blueprint of something that we can like, okay, so we do this thing and then we use this program and then this is how it works. It's like everything that we do, Mm -hmm. we're always trying to figure it out. Um, So to us, it's always been Important to be upfront, honest. So you know we have the pricing on our website, uh, and mm-hmm. just try and learn our way through it, and um, make sure to us that we can walk away knowing that we don't feel like icky or gross from like standard, standard, normal business practices where we're trying to get as much from everybody. Like this is a community. This is we're nothing right. without the people that record here, and so. We're just trying to make sure that we do right by them. So yeah, we're just trying to make sure that we do everything right um, for them and for us. And to be honest, like podcasting is just taking off. Uh, I don't know Mm -hmm. if if anybody's ever interested. Edison Research does um, a yearly Mm -hmm. breakdown of podcasts and
0: they really
2: go in depth uh, with everything. So something from Edison that was really interesting to me. Um, uh-huh. Was that back when Matt started recording his podcast? um, Twenty seven percent of people had ever listened to a podcast before. Wow. And okay. Now, well, I can't say for two thousand nineteen, but I know for two thousand eighteen, it had grown up to about forty five percent. Wow, that's like double, literally.
1: I started, started, I, I started the way you did this. You're
2: welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, no, um, but yeah, everything with podcast continues to grow. Um, obviously, who knows where mm-hmm. the road will take podcasts? But content creation, I feel like, is here to stay. Um, streaming is always going to continue and evolve, and um, so we're just we're trying to be a part of that, and not only a part of it, but we're trying to lead it in terms of helping everyday people being able to afford it um, and mm-hmm. do the thing that they like doing, which is. Being a
0: content creator being creative. Thank you for sharing that. Now, I agree with you in the sense that content creation is here to stay, but so is podcasting. Podcasting is the new wave. I mean, at at least that's my thought. What do you guys think on that thought?
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, for sure. People are gobbling it up by the loads (laughs) and there's a new show every day that's doing well. I I do think that the industry um, is making a couple mistakes and I don't want to it on like
0: mm. Please share. No, please share, um, Matt. You can't say that and not share. <laughs> I
1: do think that um reliance on celebrities to push the medium is a little bit unfortunate. Um mm. uh, see that kind mm-hmm. of in YouTube where uh you know a celebrity will make a channel and then tomorrow they have ten million subscribers. It um I think podcasting uh was a grassroots thing, and I do mm-hmm. think that the the community should be the one pushing forward, uh, in, yeah. in podcasting. And while there's room for the giants like Spotify and, and, uh, gimlets and, and well, I think they now are owned by Spotify. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I, I just, it's, it's a little unfortunate when, uh, you see, um, just people throwing money at, at celebrities just cause they want to return on their investment. Uh, it needs to be there mm-hmm. because it draws attention to the, the medium as, as a, as a whole. But, um, I really hope that podcasters don't become, um, upset or disillusioned with the ability to just do it themselves and kind of grow. Um, you know, that they're eventually going to be in the minority of people that are successful at podcasting. If we continue to push them out and um, not make room for the, the new guys.
0: That's a great point that you bring across. And thanks for sharing that, Matt. I 100% agree on, on how it's like if you have a big following or if you're a big celebrity, let's get you a podcast, yeah. right? That, that's kind of where it's leading to now. And um, I actually want to transition now into tips for the audience, but not before going off on a little bit of a rant in regards to what you said. And I did a little research because I, I wanted to to share this with, with the audience. And, and I'm sure you guys know this, but... So I often hear that everyone has a podcast today. It's like the new term when people used to say everyone has a blog. And, you know, but what I think most people don't know is that there's only about over 700,000 podcasts that exist today in the world in comparison to the over 5 million blogs that exist in the world today. Hey, guys, I wanted to jump in here and correct myself because... I was on the right track when I said five in general, but I was supposed to say 500 million blogs. Just how to insert that in here. I want to get my facts correct for you. Enjoy the rest of the show. So, I mean, that that's a big difference. And and then blogs actually begun in 1997 and podcasts in about 2004. Yeah. I mean, there's so much potential. For sure.
2: And, you know, like we, we talk about this too, like of oh, that 700,000, how many are actively publishing some of them are oh. dead air you know they <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. brianna i literally have that as my next talking <laughs> point in the sense that we're we're like to be we're the same person yeah. um but nevertheless um i actually did a little research on that before talking about this it's according to like amplify media um 60 of those podcasts are not actually right. active so mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's only 40% of those 700,000 podcasts that are actually active. It's so crazy. But I mean, it's true.
2: And that's the thing is that nobody really understands that uh, 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 look at podcasts, you think, oh, that's easy. I talk into a microphone, boom, I'm done. Um, Mm -hmm. But it actually is incredibly labor intensive in terms of show cultivation and your name. And if you get your LLCs for that name and get your trademarks and everything, also Mm -hmm. um your cover art and your music and your guests and it's work on a daily basis to make your show and then there are people out there Mm -hmm. who also record themselves edit themselves publish themselves like we the Mm -hmm. reason why we kill as a business is because honestly time over money people are like i'm gonna throw you money because i want some of my time back and so that's just it's insane that
0: um and that but they also want your expertise. Like you are an expert at doing what you're doing. And you know, there's
2: that I've said it before, but there's a community here. Like people feel like -hmm. they're part of a big thing. And there's so many other podcasters you meet in the lobby and in the hallway and you're like, Hey, what's your show? And then also, um, Mm -hmm. Matt had talked about this a little bit, how like nobody really else was doing the back end of podcasting. Um, And that's good Mm -hmm. and bad for us because it created a lot of work and a lot of stress. But then also it was really great that we could sell ourselves as an all-encompassing podcast um, studio. Another part of that was we have a seminar every year and we bring Mm -hmm. mid to high level successful podcasters up to talk to like, not just our shows, but other shows as well. And this is held in New York? Yeah. 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 We just had our second one in September. So they're every September. Mm -hmm. um, And... We had around 60, 60 or 65 people this year, and mm-hmm. it was great. And they can really tap into these um, people who have been podcasting for however long they've been doing it. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, like I said, we have a win in podcasting event. We're just really always trying to push the envelope of what we can do and bring on more things and make it so that this community of podcasters are really getting a lot for their money.
0: Mm-hmm. On that note, I'd like to ask you both what are some tips that you can give people if they were really passionate about starting a podcast today? All right, podcaster, you tell them.
1: <laughs> don't do
0: it. No, <laughs> no stop. Um, dun, dun, dun.
1: Um, prepare. Um, you don't want to be over prepared, but it helps to have show notes. I'm, I'm sure you have notes in front of you um, with your questions on it. Um, it helps mm-hmm. you prepare. Even if you're going to be topical and just be like a conversational podcast, having a structure, uh, people like structure. You know, I was always told as a child mm-hmm. when I'm being disciplined by my mom, "You need structure. Children <laughs> love structure."
0: Okay, okay.
1: people yeah. like to have a structure in a show. Um, it's worked for radio. They you know, they have segments and things like that. Those segments can also be chopped up into uh, shareable social media posts. Um, if you have mm-hmm. a short clip that you can put out there to put on Instagram or or uh, Twitter or something like that. Um, some segments is always good. Um, mm-hmm. Engagement with the audience is really important. I mean, but that's a little further down the road, but mm-hmm. you already have an audience at that point. Okay. But if you're really just starting out um, and you're not sure where to begin. Um, when I first started my podcast, the first, what yeah. was the name? Uh, you got to come up with a name okay. that kind of fits what you're looking to do and what you're, uh, trying mm-hmm. to accomplish, and also do a little bit of a market analysis because you don't want to have the same name as somebody else. Just start doing it at some point. Yeah. Like you can plan, you can plan, you can plan. But I think that if you just start doing it, just pull the trigger. It's not live. You mm-hmm. can edit things. You can throw away your first episode. I mean, my first, mm-hmm. my first, first, first episode. I was shaking mm-hmm. like a leaf throughout the entire thing, and I was interviewing <laughs> my brother-in-law. So it's like, why am I nervous to oh. talk to this guy? Um, <laughs>
0: trust me i know what you're talking about the nerves yeah. are
1: gonna be there they're they're gonna be there If you're not a broadcasting professional you're gonna be nervous
0: hey i come from broadcasting <laughs> and i was a nervous wreck
1: <laughs> uh well yeah just do it get it out of the way get your first one done delete it don't even listen to it if you're scared to listen to it just get get it out of the way and move on uh go to episode two right away
0: what if you're still scared to listen to things you've recorded so many of afterwards? Does that mean like, maybe not for you? Know, you? you know what, though? You I, want to I hear a lot from people is
2: I started listening to the this podcast for, you know, X, Y, and Z reason, right? Whether you really like What they're Mm -hmm. talking about, or you're hoping to learn something, or you really like drama. Um, whatever the reason Mm -hmm. is you subscribe to these podcasts. And almost every single Mm -hmm. one has been like, yeah, they've really grown over the time, like their audio sounds so much better, and you know, they really like cultivated their show, and now they have it streamlined. And so I think people think they have to come out day one with a dear John, or like, you know, something that's Mm -hmm. really like highly produced, and that's okay. Maybe that is something that you want to do, but common everyday people don't have to start there. It's okay to have your show have a growth period um, and starting out and Mm -hmm. you don't have to have everything figured out from day one. Um, I think that actually kind of makes it interesting to listen to because when people are following along on your journey, um, they're growing with you. Um, So I think that's important. I think another thing that people don't really think about, which we've had this conversation with someone before is like, um, you know, they wanted to introduce video. And we said, that's great. Video is a great way you can publish Mm -hmm. to YouTube. Like, yes, we want to do live. We have to do live. And so we're, we're doing these live episodes and we realized nobody's interacting with the camera. Nobody's looking at the camera, nobody there. Yeah. Computer open answering the comments or answering them live on air. And we're like, if you're not going to interact with people live, why even go live doing things that make sense? Not just trying to have as many people see you as possible. Um, really like, it. does this work for what I'm trying to do? And yeah, just putting some thought into your brand. Uh, and if you are hoping to make it money-making one day, which we always told people don't come into it with that mindset, because that's mm-hmm. the thing with the celebrities and they're having all these ads run on their show is that's typically not how it works for people. <laughs> you right. have to start very small and earn your, earn your um, listens and your downloads in your community.
0: Um, and then maybe one it's almost got to be like a passion, right? Or, or yeah. just like something you absolutely love to do. Otherwise, if again, you're coming into job. it for, yep. for money or anything. Yeah. yeah it, it's, it's a long road if that yeah. ever happens.
2: No, of course. And I can even understand it because if let's say they're using us, they're paying for studio time, like that isn't mm-hmm. free. So, you know, your passion, you of mm-hmm. course want to do it because it's fun, but you don't want it to bankrupt you. So I can understand wanting to mm-hmm. at least refund your, your time and efforts and putting it into something. But, um, I wouldn't come right. into it thinking that, yeah, you, from day one, you're going to have five different ads. You're going to be making hundreds of thousands of dollars on this thing. Um I would rather come into it that you have a passion you have something you want to say and let's like build up your show mm-hmm. and cultivate it and really like trim the fat and make sure that it's working build your community and then that mm-hmm. way when you go to sell your ads and stuff you have something viable to present to these people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um yeah, set
1: set forth goals yeah. and set forth um our clear plan of action and what you want out of this is yeah. there, is this just uh, another Instead of going golfing or you know playing tennis on the weekends, are you going to do a podcast? Because golfing can be a yeah. hell of a lot more expensive than coming to Gotham Podcast mm-hmm. Studio. So uh, mm-hmm. what are you going to spend your money on? And then just being realistic with yourself and what you're trying to get out of it um, and mm-hmm. have fun. I mean, if you're having fun and you bring something different to the table, um, it'll all work out in the end. Either you'll continue to have fun. Or maybe turn this into yeah. some sort of professional um, of way of, of funding it. Um, one of the major things to, if you're coming into it as a business and you think I would mm-hmm. like to, I want to be a podcaster, I want to be a personality, I want to be uh, in broadcasting mm-hmm. in some way. Um, you have to be different. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're starting a sports podcast, why are you different than Barstool Sports? Why? Are you mm-hmm. or what are you mm-hmm. bringing to the table that is different than and? Podcasts I can right. find over there. Um, so, you know, the elevator pitch is something that is stressed during our seminar. It's stressed during like production meetings. What makes you different? Um, that means I'm going to listen to you over somebody else. Uh, so, you can't just have a sports right. podcast. You have to have a, a specific niche.
0: Wow, wow, wow. You guys have shared so much amazing insight. I am so excited for myself and for the audience. Um, and of course, I just want to emphasize having. A place like Gotham Podcast Studio, as just, you know, not a safety, but someone that you can go to and it's a community and they're experts and they can guide you and hold you accountable, is such an amazing oh, feeling as a podcaster. So yeah, of course. Now, just what are some tips you would give someone who's looking to start a business in New York? Man, that's
2: hard. Do you have something? You know why I say that's hard? Because I don't feel like I'm a professional yet. Maybe just because I'm so new in this.
1: It's our first one.
2: It's our first business. Um, Do it. Do do it, it. Oh my gosh, there's nowhere else to do it besides New York. Like the hustle here, the energy, the feeling. You'll feel like you're, uh, even if you're working 40 hours, like, or I'm sorry, if you're working like 80 hours a week, somehow you still feel like you're not doing enough (laughs) in New York. (laughs) So the hustle yeah. will keep you moving for sure.
1: Uh, try to start a business that does not require office space.
0: <laughs> Virtual like businesses that.
1: if you can. Um, and then if you need an office, don't be surprised <laughs> of the rates. And get a realtor to actually help you. Get a broker. Um, mm. You'll be spinning your yeah. wheels trying to find a place. We've we've moved three times now. And uh, mm. the first time we found it ourselves and ended up getting kicked out after a month. <laughs> The second and third mm-hmm. time we used a broker to help us find something, and uh, it's we're in right now. Okay. It was well worth whatever. I don't even know what we had to pay them, but it was worth it. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you guys are like a prime center. The you got the Empire State Building yeah. right behind you, such a gorgeous space. Gorgeous,
2: yeah, yeah, good tip for sure. Um, I don't know, otherwise,
1: uh, be ready to grow. Because oh. if you have something people you want, uh-huh. uh, you're going to grow quickly in a in a world such as New mm. York City. Um, so have a plan for uh, rapid growth. Because mm-hmm. you don't want to be surprised.
0: Just brace yourself. You don't want to be uh,
1: you know having a line out the door. That's one of the things that we always talked about is being ready for growth. Because every person I turn away because we don't have any studio space, mm-hmm. they go to somewhere else because mm-hmm. they're not going to knock to their podcast. Mm-hmm. So if I say, "Sorry, right. we're booked all up today." They're going somewhere else and I lost them forever potentially. So we need to always be ready mm-hmm. to grow. We have a growth plan in place right now. We have four studio spaces in in our current office, but we need mm-hmm. to be ready for when we need a fifth mm-hmm. and a sixth and a whole nother floor and a whole nother building. So we have those plans in place. And so rapid growth is going to happen <laughs> if you have that people want to so mm-hmm. be ready for it.
0: That's exciting. That is so exciting. Alright guys, so I'm just gonna go into this little game we're gonna play. It's gonna be brief and it's called What If. Um so I'm just gonna ask some hypothetical questions and, and you guys could answer um, as okay. as you like. <laughs> okay. First question. What if you could only listen to one podcast that's not Gotham Studio produced, unfortunately? Oh, what would problem. it be? Sorry, for each you didn't of even
2: finish. <laughs> No, well, that's my choice. I would definitely have Tony Robbins. Honestly, I think I have to find him one day and thank him because I'm pretty sure he's the reason why we're successful. Uh, No, oh my gosh, that's
0: awesome! I love Tony Robbins too. Um, Yeah,
2: no, I say that um, jokingly, but I remember listening to his podcast, his business podcast, when we first started and we were in the you know very much baby phase. And something he said there, and I took back to the guys was that um, strategic, strategic innovation is so important for a business. Um, you have to be leading the pack. Like if you want to be Coke, if you want to be Kleenex, if you want to be the standard, if you want to be the measuring stick that everybody's always trying to reach, you have to be strategically innovating. You can't just sit in what you're doing and expect that to take you there. You have to constantly push. What can you do more? What can be the next thing? Um, so From that day that I heard that podcast, that is all I've ever tried to do for this business. Like, okay, what's next? What can we do next? What can we offer people? And so Mm -hmm. um, I feel like I get a lot from that podcast, just for me personally.
0: Okay. I love that. And yourself, Matt? What? (laughs) You guys just keep saying it over my talking. I just keep talking.
1: Uh, Mine's a little less educational. Mine's Joe Rogan. (laughs) That's really one of the only podcasts I listen to anymore.
0: Okay, and then I'm sorry I've never listened to Joe Rogan. Once oh, the practice,
1: there is no oh, boy. Um, he gets people he wants to talk <laughs> to in a room. So that's interesting. I, I'm going on a tangent right here. So we had a meeting recently about um, moving the network. So Gotham Network, we're trying to be more robust and build that forward. And uh, we're currently looking for any social media influencers that are looking. Speaking of throwing money at celebrities, yeah, uh, they're looking for a show. <laughs> oh, um, so when I we were talking that. about like what 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 is what causes a successful podcast to be successful? It was people either mm-hmm. turn tune in for the personality, so they're coming to listen to the mm-hmm. show because the person that hosts it they know and they want to listen to or they're coming for the content
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and sometimes the show can have both, and I think Joe Rogan is one of them that mm-hmm. has both he uh, his show mm-hmm. started i mean he wasn't super famous when he first started you know uh, Fear Factor was Fear pretty Factor. much it, and then like the u f c okay but he is a personality that when you tune into the Joe Rogan podcast, it's going to be entertaining no matter who his mm-hmm. guest is. But then you're surprised okay. because their guest is entertaining as well. So he's, a, he's kind of a mm. bull. Um, but I do think every okay. podcast to be successful has to have one or the other.
0: So I think you sold me on Joe Rogan. I, I may add it to my 50th podcast <laughs> that I listened to. Um, awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Okay. So my next question is, if you knew now – what you didn't know then about building a business in NYC, would you still do it today? Yes. Yes.
2: <laughs> it took us a minute because I really wanted to make sure, but yes, absolutely. We've we've done a lot. It has come at some like personal um, expense, but this is just I I think my lucky stars every day. I don't have to go do entry level job that I was doing before. Um, I get to really do Mm -hmm. what makes me happy Mm -hmm. and that's really just help people. I didn't come into this with a podcast background. So for me, it was more just about helping people and making sure that people are getting a good, a good experience.
1: I had a turning point in my life Mm -hmm. at my previous job where I was in sales and uh, sales is not a Mm -hmm. fun career to be in. It's high pressure Mm -hmm. and high turnover. Mm -hmm. And, And I had, um, I was close to meeting my quota for the month and things were going good. And then yeah. I went to a meeting and I lost a sale. that was worth not a lot. I mean, it was oh. like $6,000, but mm-hmm. that was enough, enough. <laughs> enough to really like throw me off the deep end. I remember our office is a block away from Bryant park right now. And I remember sitting in Bryant park and crying mm-hmm. just because I, I didn't want to go oh. back to my manager and tell him I lost the sale because it was just really? that's a big deal. Yeah. I mean, it was a big deal in that small mm-hmm. world that I had. And there have been days where I cry at the studio and there's been days that I cry at home because I'm stressed, but it's a different yeah. world and it's, I'm working for myself. And at the end of the day, um, I'd rather do that than, you know, try to work for somebody else and meet their expectations. I have my partners that I have to answer to, um, but we all work so well together that I don't feel like I'm reporting back to somebody, but, um, you know, I don't want to be in the position where I feel like I disappointed someone so much that I'm literally crying in a park in New York city. So that was the end.
0: Yeah. Thank you for that transparency. I mean, I I think a lot of people in sales can definitely relate to, you know, the competitiveness and stress. Like I I know sales very well (laughs) and, and, you know, it's, it's so amazing to be able to do what you love now. So, um, next question, if you could interview one famous person who would it be Lauren Conrad she has a new podcast out herself and what is it about Lauren um, you love
2: it's just funny because it it was right around the time I was like graduating high school and obviously watched Laguna and then I watched the hills um Mm. and we were always around the same age and stuff so that I was really into that when I was younger and then I love how she took um she she bowed out at the right time let's say that for the hills like I just feel like she's always stayed mm-hmm. very true to who she is, and she hasn't really compromised herself to become a Hollywood stereotype or anything like that. And then not only that, but she's a really good businesswoman. Like she's an author, um, yeah. she has a clothing line, she has a non for profit, which is the Little Market. I mean, she just really took what you know could have been viewed as what was just handed to her because of maybe looks or something like that, and then she spun it into a whole business, and now she's helping people. So. Just to me, I, I think I relate to her a lot in that way.
0: She 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 did things a bit different, <laughs> didn't she, she did Brianna? <laughs> do, do you want to share about something you're potentially working on? Yeah, I know. This briefly,
2: just keeps on happening. Uh, so yes, my podcast will be coming out a bit different. Um, hopefully by the end of the year, it was essentially going to be on November 6th, but I'm for sure seeing the world of a podcaster um, for the first time. I had people cancel on me and I've had to mm-hmm. and people taking mm-hmm. trips. And um, so I, I'm really seeing it firsthand how how difficult it can be to launch a show. And I have a podcast studio business. <laughs>
0: Oh <laughs> thank you for relating 100% with what I'm going sure. through right now. It's 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 no joke. There's so much work again, especially if it's an interview yeah. format, podcast and and relying on so many different means oh, out of your sure. control. Yeah, so
2: a bit different is just going it is going to be interview based and it's going to be um interviewing different people um how they've gone about uh normal normal industries but just a bit differently.
1: And Lauren Collins kind of, going to be episode 4. <gasps>
0: yes and matt what's the one person you'd interview uh
1: well for my current show uh i don't want to Joe rogan again because <laughs> he's gotten too much fun. um i think i'd like to talk to uh either the either dana white or no mm-hmm. she's brown just mouth john jones nothing i love the guy as a fighter but i don't want to talk to him for an hour um or the ceo of uh, one fc because i think they're gross in Singapore,
0: Ooh, America, the I United like that. States, so amazing. And the next question is: Now I am going to transition a little more into New York, as this is a, a New York related podcast in a sense. Um, what if you could tell your younger self one thing about living in New York City that you wish you knew then? What would it be? It's a fight every day.
2: Every day is a fight, and you gotta, you gotta prepared to get some thick skin real quick. Yeah,
1: Frank Sinatra was right.
0: <laughs> I love that. That's, that is my expression, Matt. You say it, make, please make, say make, it. Make it anyway. yeah. It's up to
2: you, New York. New York. No, it really, it really is. Uh, you just don't, you don't know it until you're here. But like, you know, I used to say, we walked from our air conditioned apartment into our air conditioned car. And then you yeah. go to your air conditioned office and here it's like, 105 on the subway. You're walking at least six to 10 minutes to get to the subway in the hundred degree heat. And it's just, you don't even understand little things add up, um, you know, dealing with obviously looking homelessness in the face every day and feeling like I can't give everything I want to give, or then also having feelings of, um, maybe like frustration. Like I'm going to go work 15 hours today and this guy's asking me for money and I have no money. like. You feel mm-hmm. a lot of different mm-hmm. feelings, um, and every day just kind of seems like it's a battle to get where you need to be and get home.
1: <laughs> I remember I said I moved here uh, a month before Brianna did because she was finishing up her semester at, okay. uh, at school back in mm-hmm. Rochester, and she's, mm-hmm. one day she was just texting, and I said, she's like, how's it going? And I was like, I love New York. Uh, it's the only city where it smells like the greatest pizza, bagel, Best food you've ever smelled. And then the wind changes and it's the um, worst thing you've ever smelled. <laughs> it's a great, <laughs> <With> the- <laughs> um, not to put down New York. I think yeah. it's, it's a great city and it's a place that you can't do. You, you can do something here that you couldn't do anywhere outside. The business itself, uh, Gotham would not exist in, in any other city um, in its current form. Um, so we, we're very grateful that we were moved here and then found the opportunity and, and were able to build the business. One thing that I would tell myself is uh, uh, stock up on food Mm -hmm. before you come because groceries are insane. (laughs) The price of peanut butter, my god!
0: (laughs) And then carrying them around, (laughs) right? Or do you guys get them delivered? Yeah. Uh, Okay, God. But thankfully, Wegmans is
1: opening in three days.
0: Yay, Wegmans! No, I don't know what that is, (laughs) but do share real quickly. Is that something that New Yorkers need to know or new New Yorkers?
1: Wegmans opens on Sunday. Uh, It's a grocery market. Uh, supermarket chain that started in rochester um kind of like okay. a, cult. a cult yeah <laughs> they have a couple in new jersey but uh it's for New York city
0: okay so you guys i think i'm going to end it with that last question but not before actually um you know earlier and i should have waited to ask this question later in regards to what you're doing for your two year uh, celebration at Gotham Podcast Studio, because I, my intention was literally to, you know, be able, since I haven't gotten around to write my review in regards to your studio, um, you know, because I know how important it is to have that online. I was going to publicly share it on on my podcast and, oh. and just tell you guys how amazing Gotham Podcast Studio has been you guys have such a gorgeous location. From the moment I initially found you through Google searches, your website and transpar- transparency in what you offered was what you know initially led me to in that door, but it was you guys and your staff who kept me there and like the quality of work you do. So thank you for the services that you provide. Thank you for doing this interview, Brianna. And Matt, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for
2: your words. Thanks for taking the time to even talk to us. We really appreciate it. Um, Yeah, we're really excited for this episode to draw.
0: Thanks for tuning in to GossipNista. Your support means the world. If you've enjoyed what you've heard, please be sure to hit the subscribe button and share this podcast with your friends. Can't wait till next week's episode? Follow along on Instagram at GossipNista to get my latest New York happenings. But if you live in free New York City like I do and want even more, go to our website at gossipista.com, explore, and subscribe to our newsletter to get insider tips first. Lastly, if you have any questions and or scoop on the city, you can email me at gossipnista at gmail.com. Until next time, you know you love me. XOXO, Gossipnista.